Hello and welcome to the Good Day Podcast. I am your host, Elias C. Sampaio. I am an author and a graduate of Christ for the Nations Institute's pastoral major. Join in on the conversations where we will laugh and cry from our everyday struggles to pointless rants of life. It's always a good day, no matter what, is my Hakuta Matata. So now, take a moment to breathe and say, it's always a good day, because if we are still breathing, we still have a chance. Welcome back, everybody. This is chapter nine of my book, Entangled, the Soldier Who Dares to Achieve Miracles, The Sword of the Spirit. And I believe this is episode 10 in the podcast, the Good Day Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, Please... Hold on tight with my horrible pronunciation and tripping over my words as I read. But I am learning. I am getting better. Right now, I'm, I'm it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. I have not slept yet. My eyes are a bit blurry. But it's, not, it's, it's an excuse if I mess up. But it's not an excuse. I'm going to get better. But we're almost done with the narration part of the podcast, so yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, so we're almost done with the narration, but we're almost done with the narration part of the podcast, so you won't have to bear me uh, messing up and tripping over my my reading as I'm trying to make it professional (laughs) for you guys for that long. But hopefully you enjoyed it. Thank you so much if you've listened to it so far. And hopefully you've taken something out. Hopefully you've learned something. Or you received something. If not, hopefully you just found it entertaining. Me having some difficulties pronouncing a few words. But let's go. Chapter 9. The Sword of the Spirit. And the Sword of the Spirit. Which is the Word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all preservation and supplication for all the saints. Ephesians six seventeen through 18 The soldiers of Yahweh must fight back, bringing the demonic under the fear of the Lord to save all of humanity from this dark world. Only with a good understanding of the sword, the Bible, we will truly be a threat to the enemy. Without knowledge of the sword, we are just as babies unable to walk, crawling everywhere we go. The Bible is is the very word of God. His story to you. The more you know of his, his story, the more you become closer. Just as best friends know everything about each other, God already knows, already knows everything he needs to know about you. It is your job to reach out towards him, seeking an intimate relationship with the Father in heaven. Is your responsibility. Jesus already did his part on the cross in our creation. What kind of God will create something he doesn't want any part of? Now, 
more than ever, is a time where we must seek God with all our hearts. <clears throat> Sorry. When you read and practice with the Holy Sword, the Holy Spirit will overflow in you. Your armor will, your armor will become a natural part of life. The light in you will grow as a beacon of hope, as a true witness of the Lord Jesus. As he says in Acts, I'm gonna, it's a quote, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judah and Samaria and to all the end of the earth. Acts 1.8 This power is only received by the Holy Spirit. Nothing else can grant you power. The power to be a true witness of the Almighty. The power which the world tries to replicate with the use of witchcraft, false healings and techniques and teachings onto this world. For the devil can only imitate the things of God. For this very reason, I tend, I tend to add. I tend to add the word "true" in the verse. I know it's only wrong. I know it's wrong to add words to scripture. I only do it for this verse because every time I read Acts one eight, my brain comprehends it as the only way to become a true a witness to the Lord. Hold on. The only way to become a witness to the Lord, witness is the evidence of proof. We are evident of the truth. We are evidence of the truth. The Bible is the living truth. It stands against time, never dying. The Holy Spirit is a promise that Jesus made to us. Sorry. <clears throat> The Holy Spirit is a promise that Jesus made to us. He would send a helper so we would not be alone in this dark world awaiting his return. Only those who are baptized with the Holy Spirit can truly obtain a greater knowledge and use of the scripture in a powerful way. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. We all have encountered someone who knows the Bible from front to back. They can quote scripture with ease, but his or her life is a mess, filled with hypocrisy. Without the Lord's helper, we humans cannot truly grab on, grab a hold of everything the Bible has to offer. Yes, we may read and study the context and the meaning of what was happening in their stories we read, but the Bible is so much more than old stories and the words of wisdom. When we read it with the Holy Spirit as our guide, the words will come alive. The Holy Spirit will show you things that you have never seen before in your life. It will blow you it will blow your mind away. Humanity is so vast, so many unique ways of thinking. Not everyone will see God in the same light. The reason we have several the reason we have several religions all look up towards the same God, but never seen the same image. I have this saying, 
The Bible is a great book, but if I only have the Bible and I don't have the Holy Spirit within me, I will become corrupted, prideful, seeing no wrong in myself. I will come up with my own way of life, false doctrines, using scriptures for my own personal advantage. I might have taken this concept from someone, but I'm not sure. I'm going to comment real quick. Yeah, I have this thing where I'm going to repeat it because that's, that's how I look at it. If you, do, if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you and you only have the Bible, it can, you will become corrupted. You will become prideful. You will see no wrong in you. You will have a very, you will use scripture for your own advantage. That happens if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you to confront you in your in your in your in your life and your ways of being wrong. You know, um, maybe somebody said it. I don't remember somebody said this, but I know I have that in my mind. I, like I've grown up with this mentality of, you know, if I don't have the Holy Spirit, this I could be, become very corrupted in this way. Anyway, I'm continuing. Anyway, every swordsman has a master. A master to show the proper techniques, the correct stances, the way of the sword. In the Christian life, Jesus is our master. Jesus is the rock. We build our life upon. All the revelations of the words of wisdom, prophecies, commands from God, etc. must be liable to God and His word. We so we can limit the number of false false prophets and false pro preachers and prophets among us. But unless you are having an encounter with the Lord, just as Moses did, you will need a teacher, a pastor, a leader, someone who can help you understand and keep you accountable with revelations you might receive. My point is, you need to seek the truth through the Holy Spirit. And to just have a pastor to help you in your journey of mastering the sword, a.k.a. the Bible. Let me give you this little story of what the effects of having, ma having mastered your sword, your sword would look like. In the year 2003, a movie called The Last Samurai, a beautiful movie about a dying culture, the samurai's last push towards survival. An American captain is assigned to fight off the last of the samurai. Throughout the journey, his path is changed. He becomes, adopt he becomes adopted into a new culture, a new way of life, the way of the sword. The last samurai is filled with memorable quotes and stunning images. One of my favorite scenes is when Captain Nathan is learning how to fight with a wooden sword. As he is being crushed by an opponent who previously wanted nothing more than to kill him on the battlefield. But now circumstances have changed and they have built a friendship. As Nathan is struggling to learn the ways of the samurai, a young samurai comes to his aid with a simple tip. No mind. The mind is too busy overthinking every possible action. After this little tip, Nathan gets up from the ground, clears his mind from all distractions, repeating the words, no mind. He feels the sword in his hand. As he prepares his stance, his mind is clear, allowing the sword to lead him into battle. 
The following scene seems like a dance between the two wooden swords. Attack after attack, reaction after reaction. Two swords come to a stop. At each end is the finishing blow to the neck of their opponent. A draw. As both look at each other with respect, Nathan finally become, is finally becoming a samurai. Paul referenced Paul referenced a Roman soldier as an image for the people in his day. But when it comes to the image of mastering a sword, what a sword means, I think, is mastering a sword and what a sword means, I think a samurai is one of the best examples to use. The samurais believe their souls would become linked with their swords. So with that in mind, from this story of Captain Nathan, we can see a glimpse of what it, may, what it means to master your sword, to be ado adopted into a new culture, the ability to clear all distractions, focus only on what ta the task at hand, to fuel your opponent's movement, not by analyzing or strategizing every attack, but by using the sword as an extension of your soul. Living by the Bible would dramatically influence every aspect of your daily walk, being obedient to the Lord and not to the flesh. Whoever has no rule over his, whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Proverbs 25:28. The Bible alongside the Holy Spirit will bring life into every vessel with which encounters them any Christian who has obtained any freedom in their life is a direct result of this very concept of living all of leaving all distractions of this world living by the word and allowing the Holy Spirit to take over and lead the battle on his terms when we have been walking out we preach and practice practicing the things we read in the Bible to the full extent, the result will be perfection, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us into the battlefield, fully equipped in the armor of Yahweh, then, and only then, miracles will occur at our fingertips. So I'm going to comment real quick on this chapter, what I'm, the goal, or the the image that I was trying to present to, to to you guys, to the readers, to the listeners, is that we think about grabbing the hold of the uh, the spirit, spirit of the like. Uh, sorry, I completely forgot the sword of the spirit. You know, part of the armor, and that's the Bible. That's God's word, and. If we tend, to, and I try to show the, because I'm a big movie guy. I like movies. It's like my, uh, like I said earlier, I'm a visual learner, and I like really, I like movies. They just resonate with me. Um, and that one movie, The Last Samurai, to me is one of my top ten. It's my top ten, one of the top ten movies of all time, best movies I ever watched, and my favorite. Really like. You know, if I would say, like, oh, my character or whatever, my personality, I like that movie. And the way they, when they, when you think about swords and what they think, what the, the like, 
Japanese culture with samurai and stuff, they believe in sword. I wanted to bring that image of how should we look at our Bible, right? Should we just look? Because when Paul is saying the sword, it, it, the sword cuts, you know, it, it cuts through our hearts, cuts through our enemies, through the demonic influences and everything. Yes, but also if we take it and we see that when we start living everything that the Bible says, that's when we become like, okay, you know, we're one with our sword. Like, that's the image I wanted to grab, that I grabbed from that movie. And with that scene of somebody trying to learn, it doesn't matter if you know the Bible just by itself. It doesn't matter if you just know how to swing a sword. But if you're able to let the the spirit, let the the flow of the fight of whatever struggles you're going through. Let the the Holy Spirit guide you which scriptures to use at the right moment, which which um verses that ne you need to hear, which verses that you need to say over your life. That was the the kind of the picture that I try to show through explaining from that scene that I've watched and what 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 if our Christian life were our relationship with the Bible was more in that sense of we overthink too much we think that oh I you, you analyze so much in our lives and we say okay somebody who knows the Bible just the Bible in itself will say I know what scripture works for this situation I know yes they know it in their human mental mind but what if we just let God you know, what What happens if you just let God speak to you? What happens if you let God tell you when to use the scripture? Because quoting scripture is one thing. It's very good. But quoting it at the moments that God tells you to quote it. Or praying on the moments that God's telling you to, you know, that is going to become. And walking out those, walking it out. Not just having the knowledge of what you're talking about but actually walking it out you know living what you say living what you quote that would be perfection that would be we are reaching what we're supposed to be you know but thank you for listening i rambled off at the end right there have a good night have a good day don't forget it's always a good day no matter what if you're still breathing you have a chance thank you for listening I'm <laughs> sorry.